bringing the world three days and 50 miles closer to a cure for multiple sclerosis. Whether walker or crew, veteran or new, join us as we share news and memories from MS Challenge Walk. Hello, MS Challenge Walkers, and happy 4th of July. I hope everybody is looking forward to a fantastic Independence Day this Wednesday. If you have the day off from work, why not go outside and enjoy the wonderful weather, assuming we have any, and get some training in. Go for a walk. Go for one mile. Go for three miles. Go for 20 miles. Whatever it is, take advantage of not having to sit in your cubicle all day. MS Challenge Walk is only about two months away, so this is a great opportunity to get your body in shape for that coming event. And be sure to take in some fireworks if you can. That's legally, of course. No sneaking over the New Hampshire border to buy your own. Instead, take in one of the many displays in the area. I partook of the community event in Somerville last Thursday night at Trump Field and saw a fantastic display. I hope you get a similar opportunity in your neighborhood. What's new with MS Challenge Walk? Well, from a personal perspective, I got a little boost in my fundraising on Thursday, June 27th, because that was my mother's birthday. My mother was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis 22 years ago, so I took advantage of her birthday to ask all my friends and family to join me in wishing her a happy birthday by helping me find a cure for her MS. I posted a message to that effect on Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, and I also emailed about 100 of my friends. So far, I've gotten quite a few donations, adding up to several hundred dollars. Probably the most surprising one was a generous donation from someone who I used to play online computer games with 20 years ago on CompuServe. We've never actually met in person. I believe she lives in Japan, and she knows somebody with MS, one of her dear friends. And so this is the cause that hit close to home for her. You never know who a donation is going to come from, and you never will know unless you give them the opportunity by asking them. So put the message out there. Put it out on social media. Send a postal letter to your friends and family. Give somebody a phone call or add a signature to the end of your emails. Let them know that this is a cause that's important to you, and chances are they'll take it up as their cause too. This week on MS Challenge Walk, after we hear from Danielle Kemp, you'll be hearing from Wendy Smith. This is the ninth weekly podcast of MS Challenge Talk, airing on Monday, July 2nd. And up till now, and including today, all the interviews you've heard on this show were actually recorded all the way back in April. Without realizing it, I was interviewing solely those individuals who have MS, so this is a cause that's very personal to them. For the next seven weeks, you'll be hearing interviews that were recorded in June and come from a slightly wider demographic. We'll still be hearing from people with MS, but you'll also be hearing from friends of people with MS, siblings of people with MS, children of people with MS. I hope that this accurately reflects the diversity of individuals who find themselves summoned to this cause to the point of doing something about it by joining us on MS Challenge Walk. Well, I hope she's not sick of me yet because I'm back on the phone with Danielle Kemp. Hi, Danielle. Hi, Ken. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. Looking forward to a nice 4th of July? Oh, yeah. It should be great. Got any plans? Uh, nope. Just hanging out. <laughs> well, I certainly hope you haven't gotten to the age where you've you've outgrown fireworks. <laughs> we, I'm from Quincy and Flag Day is when they do the fireworks, so I've already had some this year. Oh, good. So you got your fix. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good. So what is new with MS Challenge Walk in the month of July? Well, it's uh, scary how quickly Challenge is approaching. It's a happy scary, but it's really just a time to think about where is your fundraising at. 
And as you know, every walker has to raise at least 1500 If you're worried about where you are fundraising-wise right now, not quite sure where to turn next, that's what we're here for. We want to help you succeed, even if it's a, have you thought of having a yard sale? Are you using your participant center to email your friends? We have all sorts of ideas of what's worked for other walkers. So if you're having trouble fundraising, reach out to me, reach out to any of the steering committee, even the Facebook page. We've seen some people post on there looking for new ideas. We all want to support the fundraising effort and make sure everybody reaches their goal. That's a great point. The MS Society is really a a knowledge base because any fundraising event that anybody has been creative about or has tried, chances are you guys have heard about it. And so you've aggregated this wealth of information. You know what works and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. To the point where we even have suggestions on which restaurants are better to try if you're going to do a restaurant-type fundraiser because who gives more of the proceeds and who cuts a check based on um, how many people are in the restaurant that night versus some of the ones that do, you have to hand out a flyer. So we are a wealth of knowledge. Please ask us if you have any questions. We want to help you. You know, We don't want to be having an awkward conversation come September of the fundraising isn't there. We really want to help you come succeed. On that subject, are there any particular restaurants you can recommend off the top of your head? Any chains that won't necessarily be localized to a specific community? Most of the time, we find the most successful people go to local restaurants. Oh, okay. A lot of those will match the national chains, if not better, and do really good deals. On the North Shore, Dockside's been helping out our challenge walkers. Fred Records for a national chain doesn't require the little flyers. Um, they'll cut you a check straight of everybody who's there. So that's what I'd recommend nationally, but... Ask me that stuff. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Probably the local ones have more flexibility and less bureaucracy that they need to work through to engage in these promotions. Exactly. And they're very happy to help. You're bringing people into their restaurant on an off night, and they get to feel good that they're giving back to your fundraiser. So it's a win-win for everybody. Because they're a local restaurant and we're a local chapter. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for those great tips, and I hope people realize it's never too late to take advantage of them. The first year I did MS Challenge Walk, I didn't send out my fundraising letters until mid-July because that's when I signed up for the event, and I still met my goal. That's not to say that you should wait until mid-July, but if you haven't started yet, no sense in feeling overwhelmed. You can still do this. That's right. Definitely you can. Great. Well, thanks very much for those tips, and I will speak to you next week. (laughs) Thanks, Ken. Bye. (laughs) Joining me today is Wendy Smith. Hi, Wendy. Hi, Ken. And you're on what team again? WWW Walk with Wendy. Walk with Wendy. And how long has that team been around? Uh, this will be our fourth challenge walk. Walk coming up this September. Excellent. Congratulations. So, thank you. So what brought you to your first challenge walk? Actually, I was diagnosed with MS in 2006, and I had actually heard about the walk from some of my current team members now. Did the original walk long time ago. Oh, like 10 or 10 years right, ago. Right, a long time ago when I didn't even know when, you know, what MS was. Right, right. Um, which is funny because one of my friends who I've had for 25 years, she did the original walk, uh, challenge walk. Mm-hmm. Then um, a friend of mine, Yasmin, who I was working with, decided to sign up for the walk. And she was like, go, oh, come on, we can do it together. And this was early on in my um, diagnosis. And she said, we can do it. Well, I had a really bad exacerbation and there was no mm-hmm. way that I was going to be mm-hmm. walking um, at all. So she walked anyway. She went up and did the walk herself. By herself? By herself. Wow, team of and one. Yes. After knowing me for about a year or so and just took off and went. So the following year, you know, had some health issues, but much better than the 
previous year. So started to set up the team and um, Yasmin actually couldn't be on the first team that we had because that's how she told me she was pregnant. Oh, so wow. that was kind of awesome. Um, but she's been walking ever since with us. Great. So she inspired me to walk. Um, my husband and son and I were at the walk when she walked through um, that first challenge walk. Okay, you were did. there to support we her. We were there at the end. Yeah. Good. So it was nice to see her and very emotional experience. So does your team consist of your family, you, your family, and Yasmin? Have you recruited others? Um, my family, Yasmin, and um, extended family. I'm one of actually five five children. So um, one of my sisters has walked with us. The first year, my other sister walked, but then she had her own health issues, so she hasn't been able to do it since mm-hmm. then. Um, but my sister, Julie, ha- um, who I'm very close to, and obviously I'm close to all of them, but um, she lives like literally five minutes away from me. So our kids see each other a lot, and we see each other a lot. She was on that first team with us, and she has been there every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and so is my husband, Michael. Um, that first year, that would just be the three of us that have stayed. The rest have kind of changed, a few people, you know. But the second year of the walk, the walkers that joined us were friends. And actually a friend of uh, a friend the year later, they've all stayed. Mm. So we've continued to keep those team members we're up to 13 members. Wow, that's wonderful. Um, our newest member last year was my son, who came on as crew, mm-hmm. um, which is great because he's just so self-motivated. He had done one of the one-day walks, you know, um, and not complained at all, mind you, six miles. That's, that's really <laughs> And he something. was uh, eight at the time, and wow. he walked six <laughs> miles and did not complain. And I was walking the challenge walk, so I walked with him as a training, you know, we did that. And then my brother, David is joining us this year and my niece, Mary, which is Julie's daughter is joining us. And she's 16. So, so it's primarily a family team, primarily family. And the friends that are on it are friends that I've been with, you know, for a long time. So they're family pretty much. So your son, William, has he also helped with the fundraising that you do? He has helped since day one. Um, he, the first year he helped by making little bracelets and things like that, Mm -hmm. um, to add to the team, you know, cause at eight years old, how do you explain, you know, I asked some people for money. He didn't get that, you know, (laughs) um, the first year we did a spaghetti dinner. Well, it turned into a spaghetti dinner. We were hoping for something else. We weren't sure. Um, we do a spaghetti dinner with the Knights of Columbus. My husband is a knight. We do a lot of raffles higher end raffles, you know, uh, we get a weekend away for somebody we know that owns an inn, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then little, little raffles, you know, usually around $20, $30. Um, people do raffle tickets. It's a family event. So we've always invited the kids. The kids usually are not charged. So it's just the, the parents that we charge for the dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a cash bar and things like that with the kids. We usually do something with the children. One year we did tattoos. One year we did, you know, different things to keep them busy sure. during the event. So William's always worked that. He also um, is always responsible for selling the little orange bracelets that you go around and selling mm-hmm. um, for the MS awareness. Um, and he's always been part of the team. You know, stuffs, envelopes, sticking you know, everything on there. Has that um, been his initiative or have you pulled him into this? He wants to do it. Yeah. Um, because he lives with this every day. He sees things that most of my other family don't see. That's true. You know. He has a real um, insider's perspective. He does. He knows what this disease is, and he, he wants to help. So last year, we had said to him, you know what? We think you've proven yourself to to be on, you know, to come with us. And I have to say that the challenge walk to me is, is like coming home mm-hmm. every September. It really is. And I know my husband feels the same way. Sorry. You always get a little emotional when you start talking about it. But for William, it seemed to be the same way. 
he was just, it, it felt complete last year having him there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he lives this every day. And he's never been there to share this important part no. of your life with you. you this no. homecoming. Exactly. How can you have homecoming without your family? Right. And, I mean, he's been there where he would call me, you know, every couple miles, every rest stop, he would have me call him. <laughs> what are you doing? The cutest thing was, did you make any friends? You know, it's just like all these little He's mothering cute... you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, he does. Because when I don't feel good, I have this, apparently I make this certain face, which I don't know. <laughs> he's, and he's, he's faking it. Yeah. He's like... <laughs> he can see right through it. Oh, he can. And um, he is a little trooper. He really is. He helps me tremendously mm. at home. You know, at the end of the day, it's tough. It's hard to get up the stairs and, you know, life is a little harder to do, yeah. but you do it. Right. I did crew for the first time last year because I had walked. The first two years I walked, and then last year I did crew, partially because of William, but then I physically couldn't do it. Mm. It's just, it's too much for me. But it was nice last year doing the crew with my mm. son. So it was hard to do the... Um, to relearn how to walk, but my physical therapist said that because I keep up on my stretches and because I was walking and, you know, I still walk, I still trained with some of my team last year, mm. you know, but, um, because of that, it didn't take me as long as probably somebody else who doesn't keep up on that kind of stuff. Mm. Tell me about the transition from walking to crew. Was it difficult to see all these people walking by and not join them? Partially it was, but I think because I had my son with me, it was different. I wasn't by myself. Um, I was on mobile crew, which, uh, mobile rah-rah, oh, I the guess rah-rah, they call yeah. it, yeah. Um, which I think I liked because I could, you know, follow people. I could be there, see so many other people. It's a completely different perspective when you're on crew than when you're walking. Mm-hmm. You see a lot more walkers. You meet a lot more people than when you're just walking. You're out more more of the day, which is funny because you're almost more tired because not, <laughs> you didn't walk 50 miles, which, you know, I know they're tired, but you're out longer, yes. you know. Um, but meeting all the different people and seeing it from the other side is amazing how structured, how controlled of a situation it is, which I knew is a walker, but you don't realize how much goes into behind the scenes. I liked it because we got to cheer on so many different people. We get to meet so many people. We got to be crazy. I mean, not like we don't normally, you know, but it was just great to kind of inspire all these people that mm-hmm. are walking for all the people that have MS, you know, and to meet them, to see them, to see people that I knew that had MS being able to walk, you know. I'm sure just um, as you were out there to inspire them, they were inspiring you in return. Oh, they were. It's just, it was like an equal, you know, return. Yeah. Um, and my son as well, to meet all these different people and to see everybody that was walking, you know, for this one cause was mm-hmm. amazing to see through his eyes, mm-hmm. you know, for the first time, because he was just amazed. It's much different than a one day walk. You know, the one day walks are important and, you know, they, they serve their purpose, sure. but it's just such a different experience, which is why I think like my sister, Julie, who, mm-hmm. you know, every day to, oh, you know, cause it's, it's a lot of fundraising for a team, you know, these events that we put on, uh, cause we do fun in the fundraising. Um, we did the, the dinner, you know, which is coming up in May. And then, um, we have the, um, this year we, we push in a, uh, Halloween party. Hmm. So we pretty much so as soon <laughs> finished as the, the walk, walk ends, and did another, yes, year. we were planning that on the last year's walk. 
Wow. <laughs> we were planning the details. Who's going to do what? What are we going to do? So fundraising we, is a year-round activity. For oh, it you. is. It is. Because, um, because some people wonder, you know, the walk is in September. When should I start fundraising? And your right answer away, is you right don't away. stop. No, you don't. Wow. Because you st- we, we pretty much were planning the Halloween party that day when we were getting our cars at the after we were finishing we were already figuring out dates for and because it's like with a team you have to kind of lock in all these dates ahead of time sure. and places you have to lock in ahead of time um, but we did the Halloween party this year um, we did adults only so it was a night party um, we did partially catered instead of cooking on our own which we usually do and it was I think it was the easiest fundraiser we did you know not as much planning easy to sell I mean, if you can get a bunch of adults that want to go out and have fun, you're good. It's easy. You know, it is easy. You could do it with a, you could even do it with children if you wanted. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You could do a children's party. But without the children, there was a lot less planning of keeping them busy. So I think that was why mm-hmm. there was less, you know, less stuff. And then we, this is our third year in a row, we do a scrapbook day. That is usually in the winter. Okay. Um, so this year it was in February um, because we had it at different times and we're trying to play with, that's the thing is like if you do this year and year, you figure out what time frame works for the people that you know are going to come. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Playing with that time frame so you know you're going to get the people, the places, and all that kind of stuff. So we do a one day scrapbook where we just provide all the. It's like ten in the morning to ten ten p.m. We provide all the food for them. It's included in their cost. I didn't know anything about that because obviously my hands do not want a scrapbook. Right. I would love to, <laughs> but it's just not something that I'm physically going to be able to do but my sister and a couple of the team members and some of their friends know all about it and they've gone so we have a massage lady that comes in and massages <laughs> the ladies and it's a complete ladies day and um the the men on the team provide all the carrying of all the junk in <laughs> all their paraphernalia and parking their cars and kind of like a valet service so sure. these women are treated very nicely all day and is um, it women only that are invited it, it's not, but it ends up being that way. Um, no children. So, you know, mm-hmm. we don't say that, but they don't usually want to bring them. Right. <laughs> they, usually, <laughs> they usually want to have their day to just kind of yeah. do their thing. Um, although William was there, you know, because he was working. Of course. <laughs> so he was, That's he's right alongside that, that kid will do anything you ask him to. He's just, <laughs> he's really, he's really good. Um, but so, it is a year-round. You have to fundraise year-round. So walkers have to raise a minimum of fifteen hundred. But last year you transitioned to crew, and they have no minimum fundraising. They're encouraged to raise two fifty to be a super crew, but you don't have to raise anything. Did right. you anyway? Yes. So yes. so that transition to crew didn't change your fundraising. No, um, and I still keep my goal of fifteen hundred. I didn't make it. What we do as a team is we put in our individual fundraising. We, my sister had set up a, um, with me, had set up a nonprofit um, account so that as we have fundraisers, we kind of pile in, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, to it. And then once the individual fundraising goes out and you get your, you know, checks from people you know or whatever, yep. then we disperse the money to the team members who need it. I see. So our team, all our team members, crew and weatherize, we made all their goals last year. Like my husband and I, um, because we've been doing it every year, we didn't take any of the team fundraising mm-hmm. money. You know what I mean? So then it just gets dispersed to somebody else. With some people bicycling, some people on crew, some people walking, do you all train together? We do, um, it, to a point. What I'll do is I'll set up as a, as a captain. I'll send out some stuff for, you know, we're going to go walking here. 
Um, you know, Dave will obviously bring his bike. Anybody who can make it will go. We don't, you know, they don't have to go. Right. Um, because the team's getting bigger, I've done more, you know, more organization of team. And you do get, you get, you get more organized as you do it more. You know what I mean? Like my sister and I, before we had a team, we already had a team meeting, uh, January, I believe we had a team meeting again, cause we had the, the fall with the Halloween party, but then we had another team meeting in January planning out, um, this fundraiser, uh, the scrapbook fundraiser, planning out a bunch of things. Plus with the new team members, I wrote down like everything you should put in your mailers, different checklists, time dates, times when you should get things out. So you have sort of your own little FAQ. Yeah, that you give people exactly so that um, is that something that you could share with other teams? Sure, great, sure. And I know like um, what's been good about is you've been sending emails now to the team captains. Yes, um, and I know there was a new one. I think it was Cindy, and she emailed me, and I emailed her her our tickets. Great, because why reinvent the wheel if it's out there? Yep. just change your team name, put your date in, and then you know make your copies, whatever you need to do. That's why? one of the nice things about the MS Challenge Walk is that even though there are so many walkers and so many teams. You're not really competing with each other. No. You know, we do acknowledge the teams and the individuals who raise the most, but we're all basically on the same team. Exactly. You're all raising money for the same purpose. Right. So you should be able to help each other. So that that helps, I think, a new walker. And then I often send things to my team members. Often send, um, and especially the biggest thing is, is when we're doing the raffles, we're hitting up businesses for donations mm-hmm. or individuals or whatever. Um is to keep a list of that because my sister and I live five minutes apart. Well, so does another team member and my brother you, lives on the other side of town. You do so that you're not hitting the same businesses. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The same team hitting the same businesses. You might with a challenge walk, but you want to make sure you're not, you know, overkilling some of these right, businesses. Definitely. So we make sure that everything goes out and one person like Julie handles the financial, I handle, you know, all the basket, all the donations. Uh, raffles and stuff like that. So they send it to me. I keep it in a, a spreadsheet, you know, just an Excel. Yep. You know, just keep it in there, alphabetize it so they can read it, and it says what team member is responsible, and then it goes back out to the team. So Great. Communication. <laughs> <laughs> so you seem to have mastered all the aspects, fundraising, training, team building. If you could give one piece of advice to a first-year walker who's never done the 50-mile walk, what's the most important thing they need to know? Training. 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 Yes, the money. The money stresses you out. And that's why I say do the financial early because basically by June or July, we've fundraised. And you can just completely focus on your training. You know what I mean? To get that stuff out early so mm-hmm. that way you're not worried about any of that. You're only focused on your training. The best thing you can do for yourself is to get a good pair of sneakers some good socks that have the, I always say this wrong, the wicking socks that I know the challenge walk recommends do it. And I know initially the financial purchases, you know, when you first do your first walk, you know, you want to get the right, you want to get your exercise clothes and everything. And I know people say, well, you know, you can get anything, but the first year I had no blisters. And I think it was because I started my training April Hmm. and the first year I did it, my PT was like, you're going to walk what? You do realize you're going to walk 50 miles. I'm like, uh, yeah, but it's over three days. <laughs> I That first year, I wanted to do it just to prove to myself and to tell the disease to go hit the road. Right. You know, if I could, I kind of talk about it like it's a third person. So I want to, you know, it is. And my neurologist said that one time. He goes, you have to think of the disease as something that moved into your marriage. And, you know, it's, it's an unwanted person in your marriage. 
And if you think of it that way, then, you know what I mean? You can kind of battle it. I'm like, well, that's true because it is. It's an unwanted person in our marriage. <laughs> so I thought of it that first year like that. So I went out and got the wicking socks. I trained in those socks. I make sure I don't bleach those socks because for some reason, I don't know. I know they're always white, but for some reason, my feet did not respond well to that. So make sure you treat your socks well when you're washing them. Train in the same socks. Get the sneakers you're going to train in and train in them and do it slowly. There, The society is great. They send you that um, training schedule. There's like three choices, um, which I gave to my team members. Mm-hmm. Um, pick your Pick your dates. For my team members, I put the actual date. If you want to do this one, this is the date you start. It takes five minutes for a team captain to count backwards on weeks so that you could know when you have to start these walks. But if you have, like, if you have MS like I did at the time and the fact of even walking a mile was going to be too much, start it with a half a mile, start with a quarter of a mile, do one block around your house, and then slowly build up to your long distance. Um, but the sneakers is the key. And I also train with whatever you're going to carry your water in. Train with that so that your body's used to carrying that weight mm-hmm. that you're used to. Which, you know, like I said, I had no blisters. And I think it was because of my good training. My husband got a lot of blisters last year and he didn't train as much as he usually does. Mm-hmm. So I find that running sneakers are lighter than walking sneakers. So for distance, they work better for me. That's the thing. Like when we buy our sneakers, you feel them. If your sneaker feels heavy already, your foot is lifting that sneaker for 50 miles. And yeah. that's a lot. So, you know, think about that. Um, you know, the, the sneakers that have like the air. And um, I know I've seen members who have had leather sneakers. And then that does damage to their feet because there's no breathing room. So it. You know, it, it takes a few minutes to kind of figure out what your sneakers are, but get the good sneakers. If you feel like you can't go anymore, then don't push yourself because you want to do the next day. And you'll be ready to join us on the route again this fall? Oh, yes. I'm ready. I do want to walk. I'm so, like, so anxious to get out there and walk a few miles. But I won't. Um, I won't. I'll be doing crew again mm-hmm. with my son, and uh, we'll have a good time. Great. And I'm hoping, uh, I don't know what they'll need me to do, maybe mobile again. I liked being able to cheer on the, the mm. teams and, and walk around and uh, give them candy or food when we needed. And uh, I know um had the, the needed chocolate, you know, that people don't normally have. But I've heard that that's yeah. somewhere along the route, if yes. you know who to talk to. Yes, yes, it is. And uh, well, the key with the chocolate is to put it on ice. Yes, I've heard <laughs> so that. So it doesn't melt. <laughs> and, uh, but... The biggest thing is, is a first-time walker, one step at a time, one mile at a time. You can get to that rest stop. You can get to the next rest stop. You can get to the next rest stop. And do yourself a favor and pee at every rest stop. (laughs) (laughs) Very sound advice. It's a a long way to the next stop. You have to pee. And it's a long, you know, even if it's a mile or two. There's never been a longer mile. Oh, my goodness, no. (laughs) Well, thank you for that advice. Uh, thank you for sharing your story with us. And it's going to be great to have you cheering us on this fall. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Wendy. And thank you, Danielle. It was great chatting with you. This is the segment of the show where I normally take a look at the events that are coming up in the coming week, fundraising and training opportunities. But as last week, there are no official or team-sponsored events coming up this week. 
Probably because it's the holiday, a lot of people are taking the week off from work, maybe go on vacation to Denver, Florida, or elsewhere. So this is your opportunity to get ready for the MS Challenge Walk in your own way, to plan your fundraiser and plan your training and get started on both. It's a great summer for yard sales, so choose a day where the weather's going to be nice because you always know when those are going to be. Ask your friends and neighbors to donate their spring cleaning to your cause, set up some tables, put up some signs, and get yourself a fundraiser. We will have more events to talk about in the coming weeks. I've taken a look ahead at the calendar found at challengetalk.org calendar, and there will be events to talk about. If you want to get a sneak peek too, you can go ahead to that website and take a look for yourself. If you want to submit your event, you can do that at that same webpage. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns about your fundraising, your training, this podcast, or anything else about the event that you have undertaken or are thinking about undertaking, go ahead and email me at ken at challengetalk.org. And I'll do my best to offer whatever help you need. Until next time, enjoy some fireworks. And remember, it's all fun and games until somebody loses a finger. Then it's just fun. This has been MS Challenge Talk. Find more episodes, read our blog, or send feedback by visiting us on the web at www.challengetalk.org.